killer. What's going on, brother? What's up, Pete? How are you? Man, I am good. I can't complain. I am good. I How just saw you? some of your students uh, ripping some packs. Yeah, that was, uh-huh. that was my uh, JV basketball team. Freshman and JV basketball team. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my way of uh, a part of team bonding that I normally do with my teams anyway. I just put it on camera this time because I usually rip packs with them first. Teach them how to put on socks and tie their shoes and tryouts. And then uh-huh. once they make the team, our first team bonding together in the gym is ripping some basketball cards, sleeving them, talking about them, a quick trade before we do our uh, first day of practice. <laughs> That's a plan. That's a plan. I like that. Uh-huh. I usually, when I, uh, when I have a um, fantasy base, uh, fantasy football draft with my friends, I uh, used to buy like a box and we also used to share that, uh, you know, as part of like, you know, just hanging out and doing that. But uh, not too many of my friends are interested in that stuff, you know, anymore. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you got to you got to find you got to find your friends. Uh, and the Internet is perfect for that. Exactly. Is that is, is Donnie in? Boom, boom, baby. The building. The new phone and everything. How we doing, guys? All right. It sounds good, Donnie. What kind of phone you rocking with over there, Donnie? What you got, uh, man? So I went, I went with uh, the 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 Motorola One. It's called something like that. And it was, I think, it was like three hundred after uh, you know all said and done with the case and all that. Uh-huh. Um, but it was cool, man. It it was it was great to uh, to be able to pick it up. You know, I woke up early uh, yesterday to go handle that. And then, um, as you gentlemen uh, knew, I went to the the Oakland A's versus Minnesota Twins game. And there couldn't have been another, you know, a better opportunity to to have an, an a, a brand new camera phone, uh, you know, for so. Yeah, it was talk awesome, about man. that day, man. Talk about that day, Donnie. What's, uh, how'd that go, brothers? That was, uh, dude. That was that was a, that was a day for the books, man. Um, you know, ju- just 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 as life, you know, it, it didn't work out uh, ideally. It didn't work out as it was planned to, um, but you know. Uh, much, much like, uh, you're, you know, both of you guys, uh, I have the ability to, to make the best out of any situation. And that's what I found myself doing yesterday. And I had a fucking blast, but, um, uh, unfortunately, uh, what was supposed to be ideal is, uh, my brother was going to come down from Shasta. He's a firefighter, so he doesn't get a lot of opportunities to, you know, to, to be able to, you know, kind of drive down for a game type of thing. So, uh, Monday's game got canceled uh, due to a couple of the players getting the catching the Rona virus, uh, which sucks, man. Because you know uh, uh, my buddy Devin uh, Smelter, who plays on the team, got up with him. That was super cool. He was he was telling me that uh, you know I think it's I think it has to be above eighty five percent of the team needs to be vaccinated before they could start going out to. Uh, to eat at restaurants, you know, to basically not be in a, in a super, super big bubble. Um, so he, he himself is vaccinated, you know, he, he's, I mean, he had cancer when he was younger, like he's not playing, you know, he's not going to take any risk with that kind of stuff. So he got vaccinated and, um, you know, very fortunate for him because he was, you know, he was, uh, you know, those dudes were on his team. Like he was probably around those players that had uh, coronavirus. So fortunately for him, you know, he, he dodged that uh, situation. And, and in fact, man, um, he, he, uh, he was kind of on what they call the, the taxi squad up until Friday uh, 
which is, you know, basically you travel around with the team essentially waiting for somebody to fuck up so you could, you know, catch the next spot on the team. Um, And very fortunate for me, um, he was was on the team. You know, he made the he he got called up on the the actual team. So, um, you know, it was very nice to see him all suited up and uh, in the bullpen for an inning. He didn't he didn't end up uh, getting into the game, but probably probably for the better man the, the you know the A's weren't they weren't playing games yesterday uh Matt Matt Olson hit a grand slam Mitch Moreland hit two two uh home runs in a game like they weren't playing around uh and it's funny for me like uh, you know I was I was kind of wanting the uh you know I want the twins to win uh you know because my you know my buddy's on the team even though I'm an A's fan so it gets kind of sticky <laughs> When, when you know, you got Matt Olson hitting a grand slam and I'm decked out in twins gear. But, um, you know, it was it was it was a hell of a time man, and a, a hell of a way for him to give back by, you know, hooking me up with a ticket and then a, a great opportunity for me to give back by um, handing out a few cool uh, card art pieces to some kids at the game. So, um, you know, that. That meant a lot to me, man. You know, so uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great time, man. Thanks for asking. That sounds good, man. It it it, it seems like uh, Devin was was playing the underground scene yesterday. Uh, you know, just about to come come up to the surface. Uh, and that's our our theme for for our show today. We're going to be uh, discussing a bunch of uh, of the artists and and people in the hobby that we kind of consider on the on the underground side. You know what? Um, hey, let's, let's shift it. Let's shift it. Yeah. Uh, underground slash underdogs. Okay, that works for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we got I mean, Devin, Devin represents the underdog man. You know the the the, the dude that you know has got the skills. You know the dude the dude that's definitely paid his dues. Um, but you know, he's, he's a relief pitcher on a team that has a bunch of relief pitchers, man. He's very easy to, to fall by the wayside. Um, but you know, he just, he, he, he grinds it out, man. And he finds himself, you know, making the team man, making the team, even if it's on the most minimal level, um, you know, he, that, he like, I mean, how many people don't make it to that, to that moment, you know, and judging just from his energy, man, I, I only see great things from the kid. And, uh, it, it was great to, uh, to have an opportunity to, uh, to, to link up and talk to him. Uh, it was a double header because the, the game before uh, or the game on Monday got canceled. They played, they replayed it on Tuesday. And uh, so there was a 30 minute gap in between the, uh, those games where I was able to talk to him and uh, snap, snap a picture and stuff, man. And it's cool, man. You know, like uh, I'm 31 years old. Uh, I mean, I, I know, I know, our boy Pete has probably attended some football games, you know, as as like a, a VIP guest. Um, but yeah, I've I've never I've never been uh, I n- I never had a player, you know, leave me tickets at will call. That was cool. That was a very um, cool experience. You also have intimate knowledge of of uh, underdog situation coaching, uh, you know, uh, your basketball teams and and sports and and maybe other sports. I'm not sure, but. Um, so that's something that you're familiar with. Is that's uh, is that something that uh, you want to talk on and give a little insight? Yeah, I think I think my approach, or the way I try and lead and model it, or coach it, um, as far as the students or players are, is man. I think as a, t- <laughs> of course, there are situations where we're underdogs in the literal sense. The other team, um, 
may have an advantage, right? But then I always like to tell my players, even individually in practice, even though you're not the fastest, you're not the tallest, um, you may not be the most athletic, you may feel like you're an underdog, you may feel like you may not be able to offer as much. I'm pretty sure your IQ higher, if not just as high as anybody else on the court. And mm. basketball, as well as anything else, is literally 90, if not 95% mental. If you can think the game, if you know the game, then you can take, you, you can rise above underdog. You know what I mean? If you're patient and just knowing the position you're in. So I try to look at it like that um, and break it down that way. And then also just the, <clears throat> the normal way of, all right, y'all, they may be taller than us or they may be faster than us, but we're going to think smarter than them. You know what I mean? That on paper, they may put us down as the underdog, but that doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? It's all about the work we put in um, to get there. And then it's all learning from the outcome, whether it's a win or a lose, you still a loss, you still have to learn from it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know what, if the number one thing that I would do, like literally, man, you know, first day of practice, uh, you know, nice, nice to be here. Nice to meet you guys. Um, I went ahead and bought 20 copies of the movie, Rudy. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Danny. So I'm going to make that our first uh, team movie watch. We're going to watch movie. You. We're going to watch Rudy as a team. Thank you, Donnie. Thank you. Of course, man. Hey, listen, any of your players, man, if, if the movie Rudy doesn't touch you, cu hey, cut them. Cut them off the squad. <laughs> so, 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 man, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big softy. The, the, the varsity coach told me I have 18 uniforms. So I'm, and I had 19 players try out. So I'm keeping uh -oh. 19. I'm keeping 19. One of the players actually just had surgery uh, not too long ago and he's, he can't fall down on the floor um, too much. So I'm going to keep him as an assistant coach, stat guy, team manager, but I'm keeping all eight. I'm, I'm not going to make any cuts, man. <laughs> I'm not going to cut any underdogs. Hey, especially when there's only one, you know, that, that, that one extra spot, like you really got to be, you know, a special kind of dickhead to, uh, you know, to make that one player. I mean, yeah, you make that cut, you're essentially uh, turning a kid into a, a, a den, you know, he'll, he'll, he will have some issues later on down the road, you know? I mean, yeah, a few of them, a few of them might. And that's why, I mean, I could easily said I'm only going to keep 12 or 15, but. I know a handful of these kids, if, they, if they're not in the gym, they may or may not have a job or another sport or club to join. They may be doing nothing or who knows their situation. So if I can keep them safe for those few hours we're together during the day and then on game days, I feel like that's an extra. So you you right on it, Donnie. Yeah, right on, man. Um, yeah, I, I can't I can't help but uh, but tell you how much I, I admire you for, for taking – I mean, I, I know you're not a man of, of, of a lot of time, man. So to, you know, dedicate how, however much time it is, man, uh, you know, a, a time every day, time every week, uh, you know, it takes it takes a, a special brand of human being, man. And it's an honor to uh, to you know, be part of the squad, man, to have you part of our squad for sure, you know. The feeling is mutual, man. We all equally have uh, uh, a lot on our plate. You know what I mean? Given our own situation. So we're all juggling, man. So I appreciate y'all for uh, being patient. And you know what I mean? Us having to adjust when we adjust. But we make sure we keep this outside the wax going. You know what I mean? Yeah, for me, uh, coach has always felt like a, like an extension of your family. Like, you know, they're like you know, kind of like father figures in a way, man, because they're teaching you so much at, at the time where you need it the most. 
I remember my coaches when I was growing up and playing baseball and, you know, it was okay. It was important for them to play the sport well, but it was, it was more important to play it uh, with respect to the sport and, and, and uh, with sportsmanship um, in tow. So, uh, you know, I, I, I always respected coaches for doing that stuff because they don't really have to, you don't have to do it. You know, it's like, it's something that you choose to do because, you know, you believe in it. And um, I've always respected my coaches for doing that. Well, so, and yeah, listen, much respect listen, to you. Listen, a good, a good coach creates a fan for life. A bad coach creates, uh, you know, someone that resents sports, man, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so, all right. Right, Because sure. last week I had brought up the subject of um, it was just a little side note of, of saying, like, um, why don't we get card artists to make like um, a, a definitive or make their own version of a, of a McGuire 86 tops because, uh, you know, top skipped out on him that year. Yeah, I think I, I mentioned. Uh, um, the, I think the, the tops 85 uh, tops USA team uh, McGuire rookie was the card that I always wanted as a kid. Yeah. And uh, then you, you mentioned, you know, there was never one made in 1986, right? Yeah, nothing, nothing. So, uh, you know, it came back in 87, and that's a cool card, too. It's an iconic uh, set. But 86 was an, an iconic set, too, because of their design. So I got uh, a message from the dude uh, who runs uh, Project 86 because 86 cards and card art are, are being made today as we speak. It's an ongoing mm-hmm. project run by Mike Jackson mm-hmm. over at um, Card Art Syndicate. Uh, if you guys don't know who that is on Instagram, Card Art underscore Syndicate, um, he's hosting his own um, underground scene uh, based on the 86 top set. And, um, and he's gotten... Uh, so many artists to contribute that he has this own this own like gallery of 86 uh, reimagined cards and he mentioned that Maguire was was done so um, there is an actual example which is awesome because that kind of gets it going of, you know of having an 86 Maguire out there I think I've seen it come to think of it mm-hmm. uh, by that by that dude uh, card card drip something like that oh cards that drip yeah, I think I think he might have been uh, the one that that took that down. No doubt. So shout out to him. Uh, I think is it M M some cards that trip or something very similar to that. Yeah, I apologize. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, what it we got to look that up. Very but, good. Um, but yeah, so uh, Mike Jackson, he he actually DM'd me then afterwards that he's saying that he's up to card number fifty in the set, and um, what he's doing. Um, is that he wants to give back. He wants to do a giveaway, which he's going to be dropping, uh, I believe, later on this week or this weekend. And um, he just wants to, like, give back because of the positive response uh, from 86, from Project 86. So what he's doing, he's, he's um, two of the, two of the mm-hmm. uh, handcrafted cards. Uh, he's going to do a giveaway. And one is going to go to card artists who submitted a piece. So if uh, anyone out there has already submitted a piece to project 86 he's going to do a giveaway where he gives one to you and two he's going to give uh he's going to give one out to anybody who else uh who like shares and posts the giveaway on their page so that he can get a piece of card art into like a collector's hand nobody knows exactly who it is i've seen a sneak peek and i'm keeping my mouth shut and it is epic it's going to be an awesome drop so we look forward to that mike congrats on uh having number 50 in this project 
and we look forward to to keep uh, going with it. It uh, certainly is one of the, the biggest underground um, projects we've seen so far to date. Yeah. Also, uh, shout out to Donnie B Collectibles because he's yeah. got he he made a a Don Gooden from the uh, the nineteen eighty six tops uh, set uh, customized. And um, you will actually be seeing that dropped later on this week uh, for the Tops Project 86 as well. So, yeah. so Donnie's um, in there. For that. Yeah, we got, there's a lot of uh, underground things that are going on. I mean, we got Donnie right now here in the middle of his uh, the Devin Smelter project, which, you know, you got a little bit of a taste of earlier um, him talking about uh, going to, to the game to see Devin. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Devin Devin signed a bunch. Uh, is it twenty eight in total, Donnie? Uh, you know what? It's funny. There there was a, there was twenty seven different artists in total. Um, you know, from from the the get go, and um, you know, definitely not going to name names, but uh, there there's you know there's a small handful of people that uh, you know may may have been interested uh, in in previously but they just kind of haven't got around to sending their piece to me yet I, I, I ironically there's not a, a definitive number I can bet you it's it's gonna end up being around that number but yeah. it's it's gonna be a di- it's gonna be a different roster man I've um, I've already had to replace a few different artists um, but you know that I mean that only goes to show about my commitment you know like I'm not trying to t- I'm definitely not trying to toot my own horn but like there's a there's a lot that goes into this project that I didn't even foresee coming into it, you know, like just because I had 27 people on board with the idea, you know, physically doing it and making it happen is a completely different topic. And, you know, fortunately, um, there's been over 20 uh, artists so far that have um, completed and submitted their uh, project uh, piece to me. Right. And I've had... I've had uh, two or three people reach out to me, people that I normally would have, I, I mean, I would have had to, um, you know, deny had all of my artists, you know, come through. But since since there was a small gap, I was able to let a few new artists in and I was happy to do it because those are the ones that are hungry for it, man. I mean, I had people go out of their way order you know order a Devin Smelter rookie or pulled it who knows how they got it but I mean I'm talking they made a piece before I even talked to them and and they said hey uh I was inspired by your project um I made this I hope I hope you can use it you know and and to me man that that means a lot you know that that, that first of all that my project touches other people man like I mean that's all I could ask for you know and yeah, so sir. Yeah, so it, it's 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 kind of like a, a unique uh, turn of events, man, to kind of be able to unveil a few new artists that I can I can bet you you know most people have never heard of, but I mean you know passion passion speaks louder than talent for me, man. But you you, you got to have both. <laughs> like don't don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, you know, the passion passion uh, for me, I would say it's passion uh 51 talent 49 that's it that's that's how i roll man like the the rudy rudiger uh way of life man <laughs> thanks no doubt no doubt so the way it's going now you have uh is it five five in the books or six in the books for for um how many you've auctioned off for for the charity my man card killer we have completed eight you and completed eight eight 
Yes, sir. Hey. We, we completed eight, and we have over uh, we have over fifteen hundred bucks uh, that that's already committed to going to the Catch Cancer Looking Foundation, uh, which is Devin Smelter's personal charity foundation given right. back to families dealing with pediatric cancer. So, you know, I mean, we're we're about a what uh you know uh, almost a third of the way there. Um, yep. Look, it's looking good, man. It's looking very good. And, and uh, I mean, obviously, you know, our, our very own card killer um, is, you know, I'll definitely go out of my way to say he is for sure the headliner of this project. And anyone anyone that, uh, you know, disagrees with that one, I, I'd love to hear your your reasoning. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm just I can't wait to see what kind of impact that has on the project, the well, culture, you, your value, like, you know, like I, I just can't wait to see how that does, man. It's well, such my, a beautiful uh, Thank you. But my reasoning is that uh, I think we're all headliners in this, in this respect, man. I mean, that everybody's, you know, put their passion into it. Everybody man. gets a trophy. We get it, bro. <laughs> everybody gets, yeah. yeah. And it's all going yeah. for real. hundred percent of proceeds are going to charity, bro. This is, that's how it's a win win win. Any any way you look at it, it's a win win. Yeah. Um I appreciate that you like my piece, Donnie, though. That means a lot. Uh thank you for accepting my compliment. I know it's not easy. <laughs> no, it's like you know, um yeah, yeah. I it 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 spins my head around sometimes when you know when you hear something like that because I'm like, no, because there's so much so much going on. You know, I mean, I, hey, Car Killer, I'm the one that I'm the one that that holds all the pieces, brother. I know. I mean, uh-huh. you know, I know. I know. I mean, I, I don't. I don't measure up anyone to anyone else, but um, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. We can move. We can. We can move on, man. We, I, I digress, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful piece, man. I I can't wait for the world. I mean, the world could already see it on Card Killer's page, but I, I can't wait for the world to have an opportunity to uh you know to make some bids man like i i think uh, you know my hopes are that you know it, it, it raises a lot of money for charity just you know just like my hopes are with uh, everybody else's piece yeah i look forward to that too man i look forward to it all and and you know once once you have all the t- the 20 something in the books and you have the total you have the total that you're going to get to uh you know that goes uh to the charity that's going to be a good day man that's going to be a mind blowing day I can't wait. Dude, that's, yeah, that's going to be the, the the like you know the totality of uh, a lot of hard work, man. And yeah. I mean, you 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 you've been alongside for the entire ride, man. I think uh, I think me and you talked about it before I even uh, you know got the balls to to make it happen. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, obviously, you know, we talked about it before. It, it was super. It couldn't have been like worse timing for me to plan an event like that, but um, you know, I mean, with me having to move five, you know, five days later, I found out that I had to move in a month, and here I am. I just sent out, you know, twenty-seven freaking rookie cards, <laughs> um, yeah. and, and half of them got sent back to that address, and I was not living there anymore. Wow. So yeah, it was a lot of work, man. Um, but. I, I mean, I knew that's not something that you could, you know, uh, pull the plug on midway through once you've already got the hype rolling. Um, and obviously, I'm glad I didn't, man, because I don't want to say um, my project spawned other projects, but 
Um, I mean, Mike Jackson definitely did hit me up about the Project 86 uh, after my uh, Devin Smeltzer project came out, um, talking about he wanted to do, wanted to do something similar involving a bunch of different card artists. So even if my project, you know, only touched one other person to inspire them to get the uh, ball rolling on another project involving a bunch of different talented artists. You know, like it's it's another it's another win pad to the pile, you know. And it and it most definitely is not over. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a few other projects that we just we're just simply not aware of, or they maybe just started and there's only a couple of things. I know that um there's a little campaign going on um of card artists to challenge them to make a yogi Berra piece. Mm. Um, mm. Because um because what uh you know Action Bronson just put out his uh project 70 yogi and uh there was just enough enough people to say hey um let's let's you know um let's challenge that piece and and let's see what uh you know the underground can do about it so that that's kind of brewing that's brewing and if i had the damn time to make one myself i would unfortunately i am uh pretty pretty uh locked up at the moment (laughs) sure um yeah, and the, you know there was another uh, project going on that was I think based with Twitter, um, trying to raise money for Alzheimer's. I don't know That's all the right. details. I don't know all the details on that, but it's just really cool to see that. Ty- I mean, you know, that's that's such a cool thing. Anytime card art can raise money for a- anything positive, man, like that's such a huge win for us for for humanity. Like, come on, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's art art for ALZ. I I yeah. believe that's what it was called, or you know, if that was the short uh, the short version of it. But uh, like that's me. been that's. I mean, I I've heard of that months ago. I'm not sure where they are in that project if that's still going. Uh, but that's over on actually that that is over on Twitter, and I you and know then, don't have much and, going on on Twitter. And then you have a one man band who's been running his whole card art career uh donating every penny that he makes to charity and that guy is heavy j man yeah you know, we'll give a nice shout out heavy j do you uh do you uh, remember uh, I, think, I think uh the main charity charity that he was donating to was like the the shoeless jackson museum i think something like yeah. that mm-hmm. i remember it takes a it takes a special kind of dude to make a bunch of card art and and donate every penny to the shoeless jackson museum like that's a that's a special dude man shout out heavy j for heavy sure j, og legend og legend uh, at, at heavy j studios you'll find him on uh on on instagram and from what i understand he's got a very uh solid presence on twitter as well yes yes i believe so i believe so uh, all right, so we got we're covering most uh, underground scenes. Uh, I'm hey, sure there's uh, more to come. Gonna, I want to talk to uh, Peter about. Yeah, I saw I saw him release a real cool graphic on Instagram yesterday. It was like uh, almost like an old school Nintendo like Mario uh, theme vibe. Um, yeah. wh- what do you got? In the, what do you got in the works for that man? That shit looked really cool. Yeah, so, <laughs> so while we're on the underground, that was another another RPS um, collaboration idea that started from from Rip Rip Hamiltops. I think he first put it out there. Like, what about 
if we made a game or an app, 16-bit app, like a temple run type thing, something simple where you're just, you know, going across the screen, collecting packs, cards, slabs, whatever <laughs> have you. And um, we, I, any idea we come up with, if it's if it sounds fun and it sounds <clears throat> like something that's new or something that has a twist to it, we just like to try it. We just do it. So um, uh, Rip knew somebody who had experience in that. Um, he goes by Raps my, is my initials on Instagram. Ricky, he has experience on making these uh, 8-bit games, right, dot by dot. And, and it just so happens he's a collector, too. So it sweetens the deal. Like he okay. actually collects cards. He's been collecting since a kid. He has the same kind of story. So we just one. again, we, we wanted to add something, um, just continue to try and add value to, to the hobby and very, you know, what I'm saying in as many ways as possible, man. And that was just that's just one way right there who it's a fun way you can play a game on the app. It'll be available for iPhone, Android, um, and then from there, there'll be different versions. We're going to have things to play off of that as well, too. But that's just something we wanted to bring bring, bring out there. So hopefully we start seeing more of it. You know what I mean? Just so more people stick in the hobby, see that the hobby is, you know, can you can have fun in many different ways and that there's many different walks of life and, 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 and creatives in the hobby. You know what I mean? Pete, yeah, who needs fun. NFTs when you can unlock cards, uh, you know, defeating a video game? Like beating exactly. a board, exactly, 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 exactly. We, I mean, there's a whole, it's a whole bunch of the stuff with the video game, but that's what we have going with. Not as far as stuff, but that's what we are going with the video game. We have the um, our 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 hoodies. I'm gonna have to get some hoodies out to y'all. Y'all get the honorary yeah, hoodies. I've been hyped. Just, those. those are beautiful. Yeah, yep. I'm gonna get y'all the hoodies, but but be patient because the hoodies are also gonna come specially um, packaged for you guys. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to make everything we do just unique and special for the hobby you know what i mean and you mentioned um, something about the packaging you said you said something about like yo you've never seen packaging like this before but it, it wasn't in like a, a combative tone like that right but, right um, right it's going to be an yeah. experience what i what i can yeah, say is going to be a yeah. full experience yeah, man it's exactly. going to be similar to opening up a fifty thousand dollar hobby box. You know what I mean. I was going to say, were you going to include some packs in there or what? Man, the, yeah, rip pack and slab. So we we'll have we'll have um, briefcases or things that where where um, certain packages will come with a slab. It may may or may not come with an auto. It may or may not come with the pack of 2020, 2010 football cards or something else. Because Javid was drafted in twenty ten. Rip was drafted in twenty ten. So yeah. we put a twenty ten pack in there with a rip pack and slab thing. And every Ooh. suitcase, if people order the suitcase or get sent the suitcase, is going to come with a slab. So you're oh, automatically man. getting the slab if you or when you order it. So it's just and then you're going to have um, certain songs that are unreleased that you're going to only get. You know what I mean? That you're going to have the rights to with or without an NFT. We're going to be able to provide that service to people to where they'll be able to be the sole people uh, 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 who have that song. You know what I mean? Before everybody else. So we're adding a whole bunch of stuff to that package into the inside and out. And once everything falls together, then. You know what I mean? And we're going to make sure we get y'all y'all package out, man. But the hoodies are already here. We have the hoodies. It's just about the packaging now. Man, that's my mind, awesome, man. Yeah, my mind is blown right now, man. I'm looking forward to that. That was, not, that was not the answer I was expecting. 
I'm like, yo, cool graphic. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to fucking make a video game. Oh, by the way, we got hoodie. By the way, we got slabs, uh, you know, being inserted into our packaging. By the way, we're killing the fucking gang. <laughs> by the way, the empire is coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. We know we we building it. it. It's a collective effort from all of us. So we're going to get it. We're going to get wait. it. So ne- uh, next question, man. Talk to me about talk to me about our, uh, RPS. I feel like this could be a great uh, time to to kind of mention more about uh, your side of the the coin, if you will. Um, I mean, I, I, it stands for uh, Rip Pack Slab. Yep, Rip Pack and Slab. Which 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 basically is abbreviated terms for all you guys for 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 the three names that you guys have. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Yep. So do you, I mean, do you guys have like an actual card shop as well? Like online or like, how does that work out? No, no card shop, no card shop. We all collect cards. We have cards we could sell, but no card shop at the moment. Um, That's been a dream of mine or of ours really for a while. We've actually looked at some spots to actually like have a actual card shop a local card shop couldn't shop. be a better time there couldn't but, be a better time yeah but you know we're just gonna let 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 things flow but we don't sell any cards bro we just try and create the music um the content um and then anything else we can think of that you know what i mean can add value to the hobby or bring more people into the hobby or show other people that they can add you know what i'm saying come up with their own creative ways to add things to the hobby that's what we're trying to yeah. work on but but man having a hobby shop or a card shop even online would be a dream that's for yeah. sure in the future but at the moment right now if we do have a shop most of the things we would sell would be i mean uh our, our y'all card art <laughs> you know what i mean um yeah. any of our partner stuff on there our merchandise music um power-ups and boost to the game but i think what i think what might have thrown me off for a for a, for a, a brief time, I thought it was uh, in, uh I, I thought it was rip pack and ship. That's ah, why. Yeah. yeah, that's why. That's why for some reason I I had I'm like I'm like, dude, does do they have a shop somehow? Right. Um, but, but then but then for some reason it clicked. I'm like, no man, it's, it's a slab. That's right. <laughs> yep, yep, rip pack and slab, slabby salsa. And you said that's your that's your brother. That's your brother, right? Yep, Slabby's my brother, my younger brother. So did you did did you guys grow up? Did you ever like have to share a room, shit like that? Yep. So yeah, that's dude. Me and my brother, man, we shared a room from uh, I think I was six years old when when uh, when the parents divorced, and we uh, we shared a room from age six to when I was uh, age fifteen, and. Uh, that's a that's a that's a special experience, man. To to coexist w- uh, with with your own flesh and blood, um, you know, like it's you know, like you you ain't got no choice in the matter. Hope you guys get along, uh, you know. But um, I mean, uh, you know, my brother, my brother is my best friend, man. I I just exactly. officiated, I just officiated his wedding about a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one of two ways to go with it: become mortal enemies or become best friends. And uh, it's very cool to see. It looks like you're in the same boat, man. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Me and my brother, we real close. We're real close. And then Rip, we're all close. Rip is he's he's uh Slab's age. 
Um, they're both younger than me, but they're the same exact age. But we all pretty much grew up together. You know what I mean? Family. So, matter of fact, how old are you, Pete? I'm 37. You're 37. So, yep, so I'll, be, uh, I'll be 38 yeah. next week, I think. That's what somebody yeah. told me. Somebody <laughs> said my birthday was next week. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> birthday episode. If I were to guess, I would say Javed is probably what 33. Yep, I think so. I think him and Slab like 33. Yep. Yeah, because I mean, because oh, younger I mean, or even younger than that, 31. I think they like they're like six or seven years younger than me. Well, I was gonna say because I was in high school when he was in college, so I think he's got to have at least a year on me. Probably, I'm okay. 31. Um, okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I was I was watching him. I mean, obviously, I, I've been a big Cal Bear fan my whole life. But I mean, not only that. Um, at the time when he was uh, playing in Cal, I was living in Oregon. Uh, I I I grew up in the Bay Area, and then when I was 16, moved to Oregon, which college football is is literally bigger than pro football out in Oregon. Um, and so I watched. I mean, I, I probably watched more uh of javed best era of cal football than you know most other eras you know uh, obviously i, I watched uh, marshawn lynch back in the day uh deshaun jackson stuff like that but like i i mean the, I, I i there's i think there's only a couple of years of my life when i was like real big in the college football and uh and and that that year that that uh that Jabed had that crazy fall against uh OSU like that was like the peak of my interest in college football man that was that was crazy man hey if you don't mind dude could you talk to me about that experience like 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 were you you know what I'm saying I'm sure you must have been uh you know more concerned than the average person like were, were you able to talk to him like right away the next day like how was that man um, it's crazy. At that time, I was actually living in Austin, Texas when he was playing at Cal, but I was watching every game. I was, we were texting all the time, at least once, twice, three times a week or whatnot. And I remember, I believe I spoke to him before that game and we rarely talked about football. You know what I mean? But yeah. we, um, we talked before that game and then I remember watching the TV, watching the screen when that happened. And I mean, yeah, my, my heart stopped and, Honestly, I was okay. The reason why my heart stopped was seeing his mom, my auntie and his sister, yeah. seeing them, you know what I mean, go to the field. That's what scared me. But as soon as um as soon as they um were on their way to the hospital or whatnot, not too not too far later, we got worried that he was okay, he'd be good, you know what I mean? So um, but yeah, that was scary for sure, for sure. I was watching it, screaming, he's scoring a touchdown, and then after that, you know what I mean? He's just yeah, on, I was about on the to say, it happened on a touchdown, too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess that's the best case scenario, right? <laughs> like, you know, it may as well happen on a touchdown rather than a fumble or something. Than a fumble, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> then, it's like, then, then you got people mad at you before they realize that, you know, you're not okay and shit. Yeah. Um, but always so scary, man. I think it's just a scary. I mean, y'all, like, even when, when – you watch a game and you see somebody you don't know get hurt. It, you you get that same feeling. You know what I mean? So I got that feeling for your. I got that feeling for your cousin that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. It's that same that same feeling, man. 
Um, and then, I, know, I mean, another kind of like a sore subject, probably a question that I shouldn't ask, but I am very curious, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, obviously, man, I, 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 there's no there's no question in my mind that you're you're talking about like that dude probably would have had three or four Pro Bowl seasons, no doubt. Easy, 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 easy. I mean, Easy. And, and that's coming from someone that's not related to him. I'm unbiased. I, I'm judging Easy. on alone. Uh, I'm judging on the type of uh, character that he's shown alone. Uh, Lions were undefeated the last six times he stepped on the field. So that that's, was hey, that's the Lions. Yeah. You know, that's like man. Uh, that that's like the that's like the uh, Cleveland Browns of football. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's a stupid joke right there. But um, <laughs> what what I was gonna say, man, um, obviously, uh, um, concussions played a played a big role on uh, preventing him from from having uh, a long term career. Were do you, I mean do do you know like did, were there like repercussions from that Cal game concussion like? Is that what started some of those issues? No, man. See, that's what. No, actually, that's not what started it. He actually, it was actually a smaller, which is smaller hits, or not as hits that didn't look as, you know what I mean, as aggressive yeah. or what, or as violent. That actually, where he had his first concussion or first couple concussions. So, um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that that one per se that started it. You know what I mean? He had. Uh, I know for sure he had one before that. Um, and then, yeah, when he got to the NFL, um, he had turf toe that was really bothering him for a while. And then he did end up getting another concussion. But after his third year, he was brought back again. He had the option to come back and play. He could have he could have came back and play. He chose not to. Um, he, he looked at it like, man, I made it this far. You know what I mean? I know what my body is doing now. I want to be able to have my body and my brain and everything and be able to have a family in the future, which he's just started as of late. You know what I mean? As a beautiful exactly. wife and beautiful exactly. daughter. Um, so so he, he, he honestly made that decision for, for health reasons. You know what I mean? He could have easily went back and played, but um, for just health and longevity, he decided to retire, sat out a year, a year and a half, maybe from sports, I think, altogether, and then ran in the Olympics in 2016. So, St. Lucia. yeah, represented our, our father's country of St. Lucia. Um, so, man, the guy just running next to Usain Bolt. He running next to same heat as Usain Bolt. So, I think for him with the football, he looked at it as, man, I've already, I made it. You know, I made it to NFL, I got to play. You know what I mean? I, w- I had fun. Um, yeah, I could do more, but, you know, um, I'm, I'm happy. And he was a smart guy, man. He wasn't the kind of guy that was going around spending a ton of money. He saved his money, you know what I mean, and made invested his money. So um, he made the right m- – a lot of players who, who play for two or three years. Um, I was, I was I, You know what? I was I come to think of it, I mean, because I, I had a buddy that played in the NFL. Um, yeah. He was. He wasn't. I mean, he wasn't drafted. He was not like a. You know, not definitely had a different situation. Um, he was. I mean, he was balling on a league minimum. You know, like whatever it was at the time. I think it was like three hundred fifty thousand, hundred thousand a year. Um, but like I was gonna say, come to think of it, um, Javed was was a first round pick, right? Yeah. 
So he wasn't he wasn't getting no league minimum. <laughs> First round pick back in the draft. I think it was the thirtieth pick in the draft, I believe. Twenty ninth. Oh, oh, cool. So he like just made the cut for the first mm-hmm. round. Mm-hmm. Man, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you all about that story another time. The the draft day story. <laughs> were you with him? Uh, were like were you with him? Uh, during that time, like was it was he physically there or was it one of those where they called into him and all that? He was physically there. We and I, I flew out there. I flew out there. Um, yeah. Dude, I want to hear that story now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was it was just surreal. It was a it was just a surreal experience just to see um, um, the amount of uh, uh, value and money that these organizations and teams put into these players and to these kids. You know what I mean? Even the NFL, but. Yeah. Um, the story, the, the funny part, I'll tell you the funny part about it. So before the draft, they were, uh, Jive was in his hotel room or in a hotel room. And there was this lady um, making sure his suit was right. If he needed shoes or a belt, she'd get on the walkie talkie. Somebody would bring up a shoe and belt. Me and a few of his other cousins and some other family members were in another hotel room and uh, like going back and forth. But we finally went to the other hotel room Um and we were drinking and we weren't drinking a lot. Like I'm telling you, I might've had two shots of Hennessy, no more. And like, like that's it, but I don't know. But so the bus came to pick up the players and then another bus came to pick up us and the family. We went to, I think it was Radio City Music Hall. It was a draft that year. We went in, we had some awesome seats. It was right in front of the commentators. Is that is Radio City Music Hall, is that New York? Yep, yep. Yeah. So um, we got in and y'all, I was wasted. I mean, it was it, it wasn't even funny. It wasn't even funny how wasted I was. So there the commissioner goes up. He'll say for the first pick, the blah, blah, blah selects. And every single time he'd say it, I jump up and go, job it, job it. We'd all do it. Right. And it'd never be him. So I'm working up a steam. I'm getting hot. I'm getting sweaty. The 14th pick, 14th pick come around. I'm passed out. Like, I'm asleep. I'm asleep. I'm nodding. I'm asleep, right? So then I'm in and out. I'm in and out. I wake up around the 28th, 29th pick. Um, I think that's when he had got the call. I think somebody had made some trades. They was going to pick They was gonna pick him. So, right, I think it was the 30th pick. They picked him. Right before they said his name, y'all, no lie, I turned over. I had his college uniform that I was uh, using as a flag. I turned over to the side and I, I I puked all in this uniform, all in the uniform, <laughs> right before they called his name. Right before that, they called his name. Dude, that game, that game used jersey, not not game used that 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 draft that draft puked fucking jersey. Man, so they called his name. The family going crazy. I could barely go crazy. I'm sitting down. I pass back out, and then afterwards, um. Afterwards, everybody goes to all the draft day festivities and parties and dinners and all the fun. And I had to go back to my uncle's house in the cab because I was just too loaded. So off two shots of Hennessy. Like I was it was horrible. It was horrible. Can you chalk that up to just not being a drinker or not like being dehydrated? Like, how does that work, man? Maybe it was dehydrated. Maybe it was something else I ate because normally I'd be able to drink a whole half pint by myself and be okay. But I don't know what happened. Someone someone spiked that Henny. Yeah. Yeah. 
like like in the Hangover movie when Zach Galifianakis drugs his home, like his own homies and himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's go, boys! Like, what? <laughs> give it all, like, give well, yourself and shit. Man, I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't wait for that story, man. I haven't laughed like that in a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I, I, I sincerely like feel bad for you though, because like I mean, of course, it's a funny story now to to, to you know talk back on. I'm super glad you told it to me, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you have some some like minor regrets. But you can't even call it a regret because like if you would have played it over in your head again, you would have still had those two shots, and you. Mm. I mean. There's, there's no, there's no time where you're ever like, yo, two shots is gonna fade me, you know? Right, right, right. It was still cool. It was still fun. It was still cool, fun experience, and I got a story to tell. Um, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool. It was definitely a mistake drinking before that, though. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you get a chance to attend some of his football games? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I went to a couple games. I flew out to Detroit a couple times to check him out. Um, I think when they played against Atlanta, no, against Philadelphia, when uh, Mike Vick was playing with the Eagles. And then I think I caught a Bear game. I think it was a Chicago Bear game and an Eagle game. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um, I mean, dude, talk, talk about priceless, priceless exper- experiences. Um, I mean, dude, to, to be there while your own flesh and blood is, is you know, gaining positive yards on the football field. Man, no, man, yeah, man. But all right, so before I go into my first question, all right, I'll start off with the question. I'll go with a small story that leads into the question because it's a mistake. So when we were at the Philly game, um, we were all sitting together, family sitting together, job breaks for like an 80 or 90 yard touchdown. As he's crossing the goal line, he points to us. I drop my then eight-month-old son because I'm so damn excited. Like, it's on YouTube. If you go to the game where he's playing against Philly, it's on YouTube. You can see at first my son's in my hand, and the minute Job scores and he points to us, then um, once you catch us in the stand, my son isn't there anymore. So I literally dropped. I was that guy who dropped my son when Uh. my cousin scored a touchdown. (laughs) He's now 12, and he's perfectly fine. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, or 11 and perfectly fine bright young man so yeah <laughs> so what's your question boy my, my my question is for for as a collector guys as a collector what's one mistake or that you've made and not when i say mistake not mistake as in um missed out on buying the right thing but Mistake as in, I'll give you an example. Mine would be, I collect sealed wax. That's the thing. That's what I love to do. And when I'm looking for 90s wax specifically, more so than not, the mistake I always make is buying the wrong series, right? So I'm, I, I, I expect the rookies or the inserts to be in both or in one of the series, and I always end up buying the wrong one. And that's the one that always bites me in the butt because then I always have to follow up and go and correct it by buying the correct one. So, and that's a mistake that you, I think I would learn from, but it tends to always keep on reoccurring. (laughs) You know what I mean? Even years and years later, not every single time, but at least one out of 10 times, I'll still make that same mistake, even though I thought I've thoroughly done the research. So Mm -hmm. to you gentlemen, 
what what would be a mistake that you've made, whether you've learned from it or that you continue to make as a collector or as an artist, as a creator? So I'll kick it off, man. And uh, Pete, man, you were so it sounds like you were that guy, huh? You were that dude that uh, that dropped his his son or his daughter. Was it son or daughter? My son. <laughs> he dropped his son uh, in excitement for the game. Um I'll start it off by telling a story where me and my dad were at a, a Giants. <laughs> I think it was a Giants Marlins game. And I must have been like seven, eight years old. Not just not quite enough, like old enough to really enjoy yourself at a, at a, at a major league game, you know, like, you know, like maybe, maybe like the first half was fun. Then you get tired. You're like, man, you know, I'm like seven, eight. So here I am, I'm on my dad's lap. I felt I, I'm like over here, like falling asleep in like the seventh inning, you know, and then a foul ball comes our way. And, and dude, you better believe my dad jumped at that foul ball. And I do, I will, I, I woke up fucking just on the ground. Like what the fuck just happened? And, and dude, he didn't even end up getting the foul ball. And then he's like, Oh, oh you know, just one of those things, man. So, so my dad was that guy that day, and I was that kid. <laughs> so just know that know that your boy Donnie can relate on that level. <laughs> I love you, man. And then um, I wouldn't even say that uh, I can I can you know come up with a cool uh, certain scenario where I made a mistake as as a a collector in the hobby. I mean. One can say that I've made a mistake by not grading a lot of cars that I've sold that I could have mm. made a lot more money if I did, you know, mm. Mm. but, you know, I can't say I learned from that because I still don't grade. I'm like, that's just not part of how I do the hobby. Right. Um, but I would say the biggest mistake I made was taking 10, what, like 15 years off of collecting, man, like. Yeah, like I mean, it's only it's only natural for for a kid to outgrow collecting. I got into skateboarding, you know. Uh, I mean, I mean to be honest, man, it was Pokemon cards first. It, you know, I, I was big into uh, sports cards. Then Pokemon came out, and then and then once skateboarding came out, uh, or not came out, but like took over in my life. Um, man, cards meant nothing to me. Like they, you know what I'm saying. Um, I could have cared less about them. I, I I would have given them all away for a skateboard, you know. So I guess like I I would say a mistake that I made was just not collecting all the way through, man. Because I I, I missed out on some uh, some key rookie years that I'll never get back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, for me, oh jeez. As far as making a mistake in collecting, I would have to go. It's hard to stop sometimes, yeah. especially because, you know, you're also putting in like that, you know, that that gambling kind of uh, situation into card collecting and everything. So it's like it becomes this, uh, you know, you, you get addicted to the hobby pretty, pretty damn easy. And definitely uh, a mistake I would make uh, from time to time is like just end up putting you know, all my eggs in one basket and like, Oh, I'm going to collect this one guy or I'm going to, I had this idea to collect this, you know, just one guy. And I just, well, I, you know, when I was younger, I liked uh, getting rainbows of players. Right. 
So I wanted to collect all like the the main card and then the then all the parallels and then the, right. all the limited cards and and I ended up doing that in 2009 uh with a running back who didn't end up panning out like long term and it took me like a year of hunting down his cards at the height of his success um and then just having like 30 30 parallels of this goddamn card um, and the guy was, um, you know, CJ2K, Chris Johnson. Oh, oh, Chris Johnson. Yeah. So beautiful career, like short career was super fast. Uh, you know, I think it was 2009. He had the 2,000 yards. One right. of the most then, dominant rookie seasons you've ever seen, dude. Man, for real. Fast, fast. So, and then 2010, like he was okay. And then, and then that, he kind of slipped off. But I collected. I had about twenty-eight of his of of the tops chrome, and the and all the tops parallels, including like the one of one super, and uh, you know like more than half of the printing plates. I had, a, I had quite a bit of it, but it was like it was one of those things where like even when he started like kind of trailing, it was like I still have to get that one. I still have to finish the rainbow. I still have to get it. So I wasn't able to stop until I had so many of them, and then. By then it was like, oh, I, you know, I had to, I bought the super factor, I think for like 800 at the time and I sold it for 100 because that's all I could get for it. And, uh, you know, I lost a lot on that because I put all my eggs in that basket. So that's something that I, I tried to correct and, and like try to space out what I, what I invest in and not just try to go for broke and do one thing, uh, you know, on a whim. Because, you know, you j- I just had a good idea about it. It was I framed it up nice, though. It looked really nice at, at the time because it was all like kind of lined up. And all, I mean, you, of- you just happened to make the wrong bet. Had you gone all in on AP, you'd be sitting here saying you have no regrets. You know? Well, I tried. <laughs> I mean, I, I did get the super factor of, of AP back then. So I had yeah, that, yeah. but I sold it. That's right. It would have been a better bet for sure, but you know, in two thousand nine, the better bet was Mike Trout. We just didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. And and I mean, like uh, the type of promise that Chris Johnson showed was unbelievable. You know, unbelievable, no one, no one could have ever expected that that would that that he would have fizzled out so hard so fast. Yeah, I guess it just lost that lost the edge. I mean, he had that burst that was like when he was in the open field, you you weren't going to get him. I remember just seeing highlight after highlight of him just taking off. You know, he was he was fast. He was a fast kid. I had him on my fantasy team that year and the next year when he didn't do anything. It was super frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> well, I share your frustration. Yeah. But yeah, that's that would be the answer to my question like don't put all your eggs in one basket when you're when you're doing something like that, because you could tank quick. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I could do that. Well, uh, man, I'll, I'll shoot. I'll shoot my question. Um, so you know, uh, a lot of our theme this episode, we we're talking about the underground and uh, a lot of cool underground projects that have come about. Um. So with all of the, I mean, with, with everything that I've seen as far as underground, uh, you know, concepts with all these projects, they've all been done out of passion. They've all been done with no budgets. They've all been done 
you know, literally just, just you know, with, with an idea and planting a seed and, and making it happen. Um, so my question to you guys is, if you actually had a budget, and, and let's actually put a, a, a face to this budget. Say the company Leaf. You know, we all know the company Leaf. They've been around for a while. Um, never have been, you know, as popular as Tops. They've always been uh, a competitor, though, you know. So, you know, staying on the underground route, you know, say mm-hmm. the Leaf reaches out to you and says, hey, I love these projects going around. I want to do the same. I want to do something very similar. But here's a budget. Here's, you know, here's here's 250,000 bucks. What do you got for me? What what would your uh, what would your project be? Okay, that's a damn good question. Uh, first, I mean, I would have to go and send a proposal to them, and I would probably give a little bit of a backstory on my history in collecting. And I started collecting in '89, and Leaf uh, for me in baseball started in '90 was their first year, and um, I remember that it was kind of like the next big pack to get that was you know, almost ex- as expensive as Upper Deck. And sometimes it was more expensive because when Frank Thomas hit that year, that that Leaf card was very, very desirable. And um, and uh, I remember the look of that card. It was kind of like a, it was like a white and a gray, but it was very pearlescent kind of like in a way. The, the surface looked a little bit like that. And uh, it was a really, really nice design. Um, and uh, I remember uh, the, the year after that in 90, um, uh, 91 or something like that. It was 91 that uh, they actually started putting like they had black gold parallels to the to the base cards. And uh, and they also had like an limited edition rookie, uh, like uh, maybe to a box where the you know, the the back card would be a black gold ca- uh, rookie card. I remember Bagwell was a big uh, rookie that year and. Todd Van Poppel, who, uh, you know, who was a big prospect back then. It was a big card. And uh, I would probably base uh, like a project on that kind of nostalgia on like either the first or second year um, where I would probably say, hey, I want to use that design and and, then have card artists recreate. Uh, based on either the 90 or the 91 design. The 91 design I actually like a little bit more. Um, and then, you know, do something crazy. Like, you know, if they had like the gold parallels that we can find a way to maybe use really, like use uh, real gold in the cards so that there's actual, you know, like monetary value in the cards. And, uh, you know, they would have probably end up being redemptions or something like that in, in packs, you know, that they would feature. But that would be my thing. Card artist, twenty-four karat, genuine gold parallels, uh, is is probably what I would probably come up with. Something. I guess. I, I guess I would. If I if I could go back in time, I would rephrase it because you went very, very leaf specific there. Um, uh, and, and I mean, leaf, leaf leaf does have some iconicness to it, especially for someone like you who got to experience uh you know it coming out and being released and all that kind of stuff but um i mean you know just like uh 
basically just just like a, a lesser a lesser brand than tops coming at you i mean like a, a project it, like a project that doesn't even have to pay homage to the uh the, the past of that company because oh. i mean like like because because that would just be kind of kind of like a like a like a tops project 2020 done with leaf kind of you know well, you can we, you can approach any kind of small company with the fact saying that we have an underground scene that's growing by the day. Uh, you know, would you be interested in, in having uh, being the innovators of having maybe uh, these uh, card artists in your packs and uh, maybe like a month before they release, you know, or, or the, a month before they go into printing, maybe they can, uh, you know, release a, like a promo card to uh you know or or a a small stack of promo cards to the artist and then they send them in and they they either insert them or they include them as redemption in the packs uh that may be a way of getting uh word out to you know for the company itself and for the card artist in in the same so uh, we'll all promote it obviously you know there's a whole scene that that promotes stuff like that so i don't think it would be a bad idea for a small company to take something like that on I think it would be an amazing idea. Uh, hence, I, why I would bring such a question up. Yeah, two two way different answers now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted, man. That's what I wanted. Um, so for me, for me personally, um, I would I, I would do something similar with uh, creating a type of pack with card artists. So what I would do is, I mean, gather up, you know whatever probably 50 50 to 60 card artists you know uh preferably the, the you know the the from the most talented on down but you know everybody still carries their weight type of situation whether you know there's no there's no uh you know there's no chaff if you will um <laughs> and uh i would i would i would come up with uh, formulating packs, but basically it would be some, you know, say it'd be like a, like a hundred dollar pack and you are guaranteed to get a one of one art card, but you don't know who's it going to be of and who the artist would be making it. And you would have, you'd have, you know, card killer in there. You'd have me in there. Uh, you know, uh, many people from the Smelter project, many people from, project 86 like that type of stuff and um you know just but it would be more it would be more than just you know a fun way to to spend a hundred bucks you know like it, it would be an actual uh investment uh purpose for some people you know because i mean if you end up with a card killer piece for a hundred bucks you're gonna be pretty stoked you know if you end up with a with the with the artist you've never heard of and it's talented you know, you'll still be pretty, you know, you, you won't be upset about it, you know, and you've been exposed to a new uh, card artist. I mean, because that's, that's what it's all about to be able to adapt in this climate. It's, it's not, because I mean, like, you know, if you wanted to recreate a Topps uh, Project 2020 type of thing with Leaf, that would be cool, but it just wouldn't feel very original. It almost like not, not to like come at you, but um, I just feel like it, it would, it would, it would just be like almost what you would expect something like like uh, Leaf to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I think really, man, coming coming with the most original 
you know, new ideas, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's the best way to stay ahead of the game, you know, I'm, and not saying your idea was bad because it's not, man. In fact, I would love to see Leaf do something like that. They should do something like that, you know. Yeah, and I think the more um, the more uh, the card um, industry gets into digital, I think the more uh, accessible the information can be um, about artists. You know, it's like if you pull a, a, a card, you don't really know the artists who they are. Um, they can make it very accessible by just yeah. you know having that you know that barcode or something on the back of the card that identifies um, and gives a bio even. Or, or or leads you to um, a site that shows you a list of the card of of the card artists featured, and then you can kind of just put the the face uh, to the card and um, and then take it from there, and uh, you know link them to their website, link it to this or that, or and then mm-hmm. uh, I think that that kind of will actually help you know just cross promotion on both ends. Yeah, I mean every time every time I see a, a very cool like a uh, like a Topps Museum collection one of one from an artist, and I like it, I will you know hopefully they were you know smart enough to post like a picture of the back or at least you know if they know who the artist is shout them out. Um, but I all dude if I see one that I, that impresses me, I dude I'll 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 look for their page on Instagram and I'd say I mean nine times out of ten they have one. And, uh, and then I follow them, you know, I'm, I'm probably following like 20 different artists that, you know, do, uh, work for tops. And a lot of them follow me back, you know, um, you know, for, for better or for worse, you know, like, uh, but yeah, uh, now I guess I, I would love to see what Pete, how Pete would answer that question. Yeah. All right. So I have a budget. Whether it's Leaf or just some some company, right? And or, or we're just trying to pitch an idea for them. So, man, what I'm doing is, but more than a pitch, more than a pitch. Like, no, we get to do it. We're gonna make it happen. So, this is what exactly. we're gonna make happen. I'm I'm yeah. bringing in, and, and we're gonna do. We're gonna be able to do it without the licensing. And I feel like this is, at least without the NBA licensing. You know what I mean? I would love. This is what I would like. I don't know if it's gonna be a top seller or whatnot, but. I would love to pair up an artist, whether it be an artist, a photographer, some kind of creator and storyteller, right, with an athlete and allow that artist to create a set, whether it's a set of 8, 12, 20 cards for that specific player that has nothing to do with the sport they play. Ooh. That has nothing like, or, or 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 leads into the sport they play. If it's a twelve card set, then maybe the last four cards, or you know what I mean. I would love to see the story of the history. I would love to see that. I would love to see them add fashion to it. You know what I mean? What they like to wear. That's a great answer, man. Just just all types of different possibilities from there. When you take the actual sport they play, because. 10 times out of 10, we all know we're more than just what we are labeled from time to time. You know what I mean? These athletes are much more than just athletes. Some of them are also musicians. Some of them are also parents. Some of them, they're all sons or daughters. You know what I mean? They're all, some of them, they all have many talents or do other things. So I feel like highlighting those only bring, I I would love to see sports cards created into trading cards. My fault. (laughs) Let me put it like that, to put it simple. Let's take the sports out of it and make a set of the same exact athletes and admire 
all of the things they do that make them the human beings that they are. Let Boom. me ask you this question. Uh-huh. Do you remember, I think it was like 1990. Process? Uh, no, the Pinnacle Sideline set. Mm. You remember that? Yes. Where they had, I mean, I made a piece. I made a piece with a Randy Johnson sidelines card, and it's with him holding a big ass camera because he's like, a, yeah. even right now, he's a professional uh, photographer. Yeah. Um, and then I made a piece with Tom Glavin uh, in hockey gear with ice skates. It, it, you know what it was? I mean, like, I'll explain to people that you know might not know about that set, but it, it, I mean, basically, very similar to what Pete was talking about. It highlighted athletes. Um, and what they do specifically having nothing to do with what they do. <laughs> right. Professionally. Um, so it sounds like a, a set that storyboards the life of the, of the athlete. Yes, uh, exactly. In, in, in at least one specific uh, avenue, you know, like, like it's not, it's not like telling a biography about that person. It's highlighting one attribute that they like right. outside their sport, which is and I would and I would attack and I would literally try and go after. I would choose. I wouldn't choose seventy athletes. I choose five, and I that I'd pair that athlete up with the artist so they can actually create. You know what I mean? I want it to be that. That, that I just think that would be crazy. <laughs> Almost like, uh, I mean, a similar to like, like how Tyson Beck has been able to connect with all those athletes and, and like make those, uh, those, you know, those like almost like his like personal sets um, where I, I don't know how, but it looks like they're all licensed and everything. Have you seen, I'm sure you've seen those, Pete, right? Via tops. Yeah, via tops. I, I believe he, he has his, they're not NBA licensed. But he get he does I believe I believe everything's done via tops. I don't know. Um, I'm not gonna lie. You said his name and he rubbed me the wrong way a few months back when I had made a post or or, or a TikTok um, trying to um, honor, highlight, respect all of the card artists, asking card artists to tag card artists, and he was tagged and then he responded, "Yeah, but I'm the only one that's licensed here." And I just oh, felt like that, right, I just yeah. felt like I, I'm just gonna call it as it is, and I just felt like that was. That's not what that post was about. You know, and I'll just put it like that. Yes, congratulations for you doing what you're doing, but that's not what that's not what that post was about. So for him it, it, to, it for him to make it about himself, for him to make yeah. it about himself, uh, I, I didn't like that. Yeah, especially when that post was for the exact opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. it was for everyone. Like he was supposed to be tagged, but but his comment was not. <laughs> the energy that was there but hey you know what i mean hey do your um, thing boy you do your thing killing. do your thing props to you man props to you for real congrats for real. on your success keep killing yeah. it you know <laughs> right on <laughs> i can dig that uh what about the i feel like i feel like we're missing a question from our guy over here oh yeah i do have a question okay so um <clears throat> So this this question, I got to separate it and ask it a different way to each of you. Okay. Uh, but they're basically the, it's the same question in context. It's just for you guys, you, you deal with it slightly different. So uh, what I would do is I would ask, uh, let me ask Donnie first. OK, so a hey, hey, Donnie, if you had a, um, to make a piece of card art, but not in, in a small version of it, if you got commissioned to do a, a, a mural, 
in in like um, out an outdoor mural. Um, where would you put it? Why would you put it there? A, a mural of what? Of of a piece of card art. Let's say you had the. They say we love this piece of card art for you. Can you put this somewhere in the in uh in a public space in a large format? Like you get a wall or something, and you have to put it somewhere. Where would you put it? So uh, Pete knows there's a tunnel, um, and it's funny. I forgot you. I forgot what your question was, so I didn't have like a prepared answer for this. This is gonna be kind of fun to answer this. Um, you, so knows, you would put it in a tunnel? No, no. There, there's a tunnel, uh, the Robin Williams Tunnel, that leads uh, Marin County to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so I would put I would put it on the wall. Uh, to the left after you uh, or the right what, uh, yeah, to the right after after you cross the, the that tunnel and uh, it would be a it would be my Jerry rice piece um, okay. that has the uh, that that really cool like super fractory uh, playing card in the background that has like the San Francisco landscape uh, it has like the full house houses uh, the you know yeah. the Golden Gate Bridge all that kind of stuff. So, um, me personally, I grew up. I grew up in San Rafael, so I crossed that bridge many times. Uh, it's, it's called the Robin Williams Tunnel because Robin Williams grew up uh, in in Marin County. And so, uh, out, yeah, after he died, that's what they, they re, that's when they renamed the tunnel uh, to that. But um, so yeah, there's there's a personal connection to that tunnel. And uh, that would just be kind of like a cool thing, you know, that's like, well, you know, like once you get uh, past the city or, or you're, you're on your way to the city, just it's like a big like welcome. It'd be like a welcome to the city type of uh, mural, you know. Nice. All right, that's a good one. Sounds yeah. Good. Like a, a welcome, <laughs> a welcome mat. And then uh, and exactly. And then underneath it, I would write uh, I would write a quote. Uh, I, I'm sure I, I know my dad didn't make it up, but he was definitely the one that uh, told it to me and uh, it resonated with me uh, in a major way. And um, and it has nothing to do with art art or <laughs> or the Jerry Rice or this piece. But um, I, I, it, would, it would be a quote. It would say it costs it costs nothing to be a good person. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. So that's my full answer. <laughs> good answer good answer and uh for pete it would the only difference would be um since uh you're on the music side of it that uh if you had a chance to play a venue uh, mm -hmm. uh with your music what would the venue be uh Ooh. and you know any place in the world uh to display this this new innovative music that you have going on if I can choose any place in the world, I thought about that. I've thought about it a lot, and that's a tough question to have to choose. But if I get to choose, I'm going to be selfish. And I'm trying to think of, it's been hard to pick a specific venue, but I know I want to keep it close because I want all of my students and everybody local, you know what I'm saying? All of my yeah. loved ones to be able to attend easy as first and foremost. the Fox Theater? You say where the Fox Theater? Theater, yeah. Um, man, <laughs> I'd I'd probably do it. Yeah, I mean, if not the Fox Theater, then um, 
then man, probably the Coliseum or or Oracle. You know what I mean? Some somewhere there, probably. I say Coliseum, Oracle, or or Fox Theater, somewhere. You know what? I could see. Family. I could see it. I could see it being like a, a halftime show, even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, like that, I, I'm. I'm not. That's. I know it may be misleading to people, but that's that's not like I. It would be cool to do that, but I don't. I'm not looking forward to doing that like that. <laughs> but I don't think I have the energy to uh to to entertain like that. It'd be cool to do. Well, it I mean, like how, how else seconds. are you gonna find yourself playing at the Oracle? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, I, I'll write for somebody. I'll write for somebody, and then they. You'd, can rather, you'd rather play a full show at the Oracle than get out there for 15 minutes at a halftime show. No, yeah, I'm going with your way, Donnie. Give me the 15 minutes at the halftime show. <laughs> yeah. Give me the That's 15 a- minutes. How about we warm you up at at uh at the National of Chicago? You can play there. <laughs> Man, that 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 honestly be a dream come true. Like even at that a- would be the best place scenario because you you'll yeah, never yeah. be surrounded by more card collectors in one time. Exactly that that would be a dream come. That'd just be a dream come true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that'd be a I dream think, come I true. I think card killer just gave you card killer just gave you a better answer for your own shit than you did, man. <laughs> oh come yeah. on. Man, I, I'm, I, I thought about national, but I was like, uh, I wanted to be more selfish. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's uh, definitely, that's definitely not local. Yeah, it's national not local. But if but any any card show, if any card show asked us to perform or do something, we'd be that'd be that'd be ideal, just as big as national for us. Oh, anybody out there be, listening? I would love, I would love to, uh, to to put together like a 50 50 show with you guys and, and half comedy half uh half hobby music man but but i have it all be hobby related let's I do mean, it why hey, why the fuck not man excuse my language but like why not <laughs> i mean dude how many people uh collect sports that like to laugh wow it would be it would be hot it'd be a nice show it'd be fun for sure definitely mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. And then we'd have to get we'd have to get Jake, uh, gr- the graded grader, in the mix too. Jake, that's right, that's right. Shout out to great Jake, grader. the goat. Jake, he he's a real artist. I I, I oh, play yeah. around. Like when you mentioned the goat's name, I got to make sure people know how this goes down. Jake, Jake, that man does that. <laughs> like with his eyes closed. You know what I mean? I actually have to try and think and. And do a whole bunch of stuff. You feel me? Jake is just man. You said his name, so I had to pay homage. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, shout out to Jake, man. Uh, uh, I, I don't want I don't want to like uh, speak too much of his story, but he, he you know, he, he definitely spent a few years locked up. And uh, that being said, man, it is beautiful to see that he spent that time sharpening up like his skills, man. Like so many, so many people squander. The, the opportunity to really dig in on themselves and, and, and make themselves better at anything. And that dude made himself better at everything. Man. So yeah. and he makes other people feel better too. That's what I love the most about him. Dude, he, he can, dude, he, man, I don't, I don't even know how he does it. He, he, I remember, uh, I mean, of course, you know, we don't exactly have like the same following, but he's, he's, he's getting there, man. Um, but dude, I remember he had a post where he, he said, and I think you had something similar, Pete, where uh, he, he said, he said, um, "Hey, uh, I just added a bunch of people, uh, blah blah blah. Go ahead and uh, 
DM me and we'll FaceTime. I want to FaceTime with everyone that follow every single person that follows me. He said, mm-hmm. "I'm like, bro, you are out of your mind." Yeah, yep. like, really does it though, you know. And, and you're talking about a dude that works full time, uh, you know, in in, in a union, uh, working his ass off, bro. And and I don't even I don't even have a job at the time, and uh, currently, and I don't have time for that shit. So I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I don't think he still ha- goes about it like that uh, to this day. But I mean, he was really about that life. Like when he was really trying to to start building that foundation, like anybody that wanted to, to chime in with him, he was having a full length conversation with, you know, props to that, dude, because you have to be a real one to do shit like that, man. Yeah, that man walks the walk and talks the talk, man. Certainly. But uh, his art is just like, uh, you know, not only with the I mean, obviously, you know, he could pick up a mic and, and, and spit some nice verses, but that man could draw that man can make some card art like you wouldn't believe he can build, he can create, he can do a whole lot. No man. But um, I, I, I swear it, it is starting to feel like that time, isn't it, guys? It's the, we still got to hear cake. We still got to see where KK putting his work of art, though. He got to answer his own question. Hey, once again, thank you for that. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I've been waiting for this part. Uh I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick because, I mean, I came up with the question I would have an answer. I would definitely keep it in my own city. Um, You know, there's a bunch of landmarks in my city. Uh, (laughs) What? I said, welcome to New York. So it would would definitely be, I, I would say, along the west shore of Brooklyn, facing somewhere facing the bay um something that's facing west because uh you know my mirror my mural would be completely made out of cards and and you know would be all refractors so uh you know as the sun sets and hits that thing you you're gonna see it from space so like i would have it kind of like maybe on the promenade uh down in brooklyn heights uh that kind of just faces Manhattan and faces the Statue of Liberty and faces the setting sun. I think, um, you know, you probably see it from New Jersey, really, if uh, if it was out there. And I've, I've always dreamed of having that done someday or at least something in my city facing west so that the light hits it at the right time. Ooh. Um, okay. But like... I, I, I have the confidence of, of knowing what it's going to look like and and... I, I almost want to be like, this is not going to be a mural. This is going to be a tourist attraction because Ooh. you're not going to be able to keep your eyes off it. So, <laughs> Dude, uh, if you cut up that many refractors, bro, I think they might be able to put you in, in, in car jail, dude. That's it. <laughs> no, I, yeah, just I, I don't want to put it on a highway because I, I think there'll be some car crashes, man, because people will just be like, what the hell is that? So oh, it kind of hey. looks like an alien thing coming at you. Dude, hey, speaking of that, man, before we go into our uh, triple S's, yeah. that, that, that super savage shout out. Um, dude, sh- first off, shout out to the Oakland A's, man. Bro, I went so I went to the doubleheader yesterday. Um, a new rule that I didn't know when there's a doubleheader played, it's only seven innings each game now. No, no, no nine inning games, which is it's cool, whatever. Um, dude, five innings into the second game, 
one of the uh, one of the bleacher lights go out. You know, like 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 a big section of lights, right? Mm-hmm. And and they delay the game for a. They delay the game for like thirty five minutes. Um, and I, I I swear to God, that whole time they're playing songs like "Blinded by the Light" and and like flashing lights. Like, like, dude, they had a whole playlist about lights for the fucking when the lights go out. <laughs> I swear to God, like, you're just sitting there like another one. And like, until I realized they got a playlist, they they knew like they, they like this is not the first time this has happened. No, yeah, they have a playlist. Yep, The A's always have a playlist. They got a playlist for, for it, man. For everything. And, and, and that's in that at that time, man, that's when you got to say, like, only in Oakland, man, like, yeah. you will not see that shit happen anywhere else where they embrace it. <laughs> that's pretty funny, man. They came prepared even during the pandemic. Shout out to the A's, man. Like, you, like, you wanted to be upset and frustrated, and you still were, but it, it gave you like a distraction. Like, are you kidding me, man, with the playlist? <laughs> All right, but who's your actual uh, super savage shout out, Donnie, for today? So um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out uh, Chainsaw Collectibles. Chainsaw. He, he was the original uh, buyer of Card Killer's Pat Tillman Patriot Parallel piece. Mm. Oh, that's a tongue twister right there. Um, and so. He originally bought it uh, in a, in a, during the seventy two hour auction that me and Card Killer did. Uh, the first time around, he and uh, Card Killer and I donated fifty percent of the proceeds to the Wounded Warrior uh, Foundation. And uh, so, I mean, realistically, you know, um, our cut wasn't even you know it wasn't very substantial. Like we, it was more of like a, a a charity run for us, which was awesome. Um, and then, you know, as as we've been going along, uh, Card Killer, uh, you know, he's he's been having some key sales, uh, you know, that 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 break the uh, four figure mark. And uh, it, it got people's attention, including Chainsaw Collectibles, who, uh, who hit me up to relist that piece that he won in that 72 hour auction. Uh, we relisted it in a, a 24 hour auction. And it just about doubled in price. So Ooh, let's go. That's the that's a, that's a double shout out because our boy KK is involved in that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the community made it happen too, man. That's where the value at, man. Yeah, and um, and and I, I will also speak to some uh, some very extremely current success uh, that I that I experienced today. Um, uh, another talented uh, up-and-coming artist. We got the card, uh, uh, the card carver, and I ran an auction for him starting last night, dude. I'm telling you, when I was posting uh, that the, the beginning of that auction, and I'm trying to come with a with a nice post, you know, a nice meaningful uh, auction post. Um, I'm telling you, the uh, the the double header, like the first game ended right then, and the only time that I had. Uh, the opportunity to 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 talk with my buddy Devin, who plays on the Twins, was in between the games. So I'm, dude, I'm I'm over here like I gotta I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta start this auction. I gotta go meet my homie. 
it mm-hmm. was like an intense like hour, man. And so we got that in the books. Uh, and you know, it had a real nice uh, first couple hours. You know, it, it got up to like two hundred something, and then uh, man, you know, he, he he made a beautiful uh, like a time capsule piece with a Michael Jordan rookie card. Uh, reprint, of course, and he added like Hulk Hogan, Spider Man, uh, ET, uh, the uh, the Time Machine from Back to the Future, the uh, DeLorean. Uh, he really did it out, man. And so uh, we did a great job of hyping it up. And uh, in, in the last hour, and I mean, matter of fact, in the last ten minutes of that auction, it went from two seventy five. Of four hundred and fifteen dollars. Yeah, mm. that's another huge win for card art. Uh, another huge win for the Donnie B platform. Let's go. A huge win for the card carver, man. Welcome to the show, baby. Uh, glad, glad to to host that and uh, you know, kind of unveil you to the world, man. You know, you're gonna, gonna see some big things from that cat. You know, whether you like it or not. <laughs> so yeah, those are those are my two shout outs. I'm going to be uh, shouting out my boy, Michael Scott Rash. Uh, he is an oh. illustrator. Uh, he does a lot of sports art. Uh, he's did, he recently uh, did a piece for Donnie for the Smelter Project. So, beautiful. yeah, he's got a beautifully, highly illustrated piece uh, of card art coming out for that project. Um, the dude uh, is an amazing illustrator. He's a great guy. Um, very big advocate for the hobby um, and for uh, our our little uh, uh, niche of it. Uh, and one thing that he does, um, he does caricatures. So it, it's a very, very uh, specific type of, of art that not everybody can tackle. And and what that the short of it that of that is, is that, you know, you take um, you just take someone's like likeness and you exaggerate it to to accentuate their personality through the art. You know, it's not just uh, a physical, like accurate drawing of someone's um, of, of someone's likeness. You're actually exaggerating their, uh, their features to kind of bring out the, their personality. And I think it's like a very special skill um, to acquire as an artist. And uh, he does a fantastic job at it. If you go to his, his site, it's Michael Scott Rash art uh with underscores so it's michael underscore scott underscore rash underscore art uh to check out his page and uh he even has uh if you look at donnie b's um instagram uh avatar picture it that's a michael scott rash art piece well uh not only that you brought up his characters and he just started a new page called characters and conversation so i want underscores also with under characters and characters underscore and underscore conversation. And he, I think he just started that page about a week ago. So I'm, I'm sure he would love to, you know, see some new follows come in and uh, he definitely deserves the support. Yeah. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to characters uh, on that page. Uh, like you said, it's, it's brand new. So there's only a few posts, but um, puckheads is P U K underscore dot heads with a Z and um, that'll just be for um, definitely all sports art, mostly hockey and uh, uh, you know, very bright, colorful, highly illustrated work. 
Uh, once again, Michael Scott Rash, you rule, you rule, bud. Yeah, very talented, very cool dude. Um, glad to have him a part of the squad, no doubt. Dope, dope. All and there's right. actually that. I'm sorry. There's another one called MS Rash underscore dot uh, MS Rash underscore Art. Uh, that's also uh, maybe he just has a few a few different. Uh, well, Michael Scott, Rash, Michael Scott Rash Art is his like his main profile, and then yeah. he started the uh, MS Rash Art just strictly for his art. Uh, and then he started puckheads tr- strictly for ho- his hockey. <laughs> I got to tell him not to spread it so thin. We got to find a place where we can see it all. But, uh, <laughs> Michael's got rash art. Uh, it it dude, seems to be the main you, hub. Uh, we love you big time, man. Uh, all your pages, dude. Yeah. <laughs> busy. Uh, so, yeah. Pete, what do you got us for us? For us today, I'm going to go with Alexander um, underscore the underscore paint. Alexander the paint. Um, I, I, I can't remember if I found this guy or he found me on Twitter first. And I searched on his page. And I just loved the artwork that he was creating. Um, um, he's, he makes these booklets and these kind of like pop-out kind of cards too. And... Um, I don't know, just the time he puts into it. Um, he's on TikTok. I see him more on TikTok than on Instagram. So on TikTok, some of the things he puts together um, along with his cards, man, are just pretty cool. So Alexander the Paint with so, underscores so, between them. So, so uh, Pete, you know we always like to try to bring it around with the Super Savage shout-outs, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Bring it around. Bring it back. So you want You want to talk about Alexander the Paint, then you want to talk about the uh, – the 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 fourth la- the fourth most last uh, feature on the sport card art gallery. We mm. featured yeah, we, we card killer featured him a few days ago. Yes, and and, uh, and and there couldn't have been a more deserving uh, artist to be featured. So, uh, you, I mean, you talk you talking about some real talent. Uh, from what I understand, this guy. His background, uh, what he you know, he came from the digital, uh, like uh, you know, kind of doing doing digital graphics and all that, digital right. designs. So you know, he he he's got a good eye, man. He's got a real good eye, and he's got a lot of passion, man. Like you got you got to be pretty passionate to to be a long term collector of cardboard cutouts with grown men on them, you know? Right. Right, take right. A, take a different kind of passion for that, and uh, it's it's real cool to finally have a, a platform like Instagram where we can all connect with each other, um, rather than just eBay where you could just buy from each other and not even know who you're buying from. You know, That's exactly. True, man. This this community is definitely getting tighter by the day, and we're growing. We're getting more innovative. Uh, we featured uh, Alexander the Paint Stan Musel, right? That's the one we yeah. went to. Yeah. Straight up, it's a booklet that it's like a pop up, you know, like yep. like that children's book pop up kind of thing with it. And uh, the second I saw it, I was like, "There you go, that's exactly what I like seeing." Yep. Uh, so big shout out to Alexander the Paint, Alexander the Paint. Thank I even saw you. I think today he had one on Instagram where I think it's like a booklet, but it's, it has it's magnetic, so it closes and you can open it. It's dope, right? 
<laughs> love you love to see new uh innovations man and any any small new type of innovation like that it, it's always so inspiring to see man for sure all right, all right. Yep, no stopping him and i don't want it to stop either but <laughs> i think that's that's about wrapping it up for today guys anything yes, else sir. you want to say yeah I've, i you know i'm just incredibly grateful that uh you know, throughout all the trials and tribulations, we, we always find a way to connect each week and, um, you know, deliver a, a quality, a quality podcast to the people of the hobby, uh, you know, within within a, a, a pretty similar time frame each week. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very proud to be rocking with you, gentlemen, you know. Um, yeah, I said, I said it before. I'll say it again, you know. And so. Uh, you know, I think this is what the the fifth the fifth episode we're doing right now, right? Yep. Yep. Episode so, five. We got five from, of from, from episode five till infinity, fellas. I'm telling it. you, I think I if we're if we're all sitting here on the ground, I actually think we're probably inside the volcano, and we're just yeah. about to go off. Oh yeah. Mm, I like. I'm glad, I'm glad. I'm glad you feel it too, man, because it's over here rumbling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good guys uh you know it's nearly midnight in brooklyn and i'm uh getting a little tired so i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna say good evening and all i want right, to thank everybody for joining thank but, you everybody we love you, we love you all and uh stay tuned for episode six yes sir all right boom boom peace out everybody <laughs>